to the Lord tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, all through this house unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We love you, Jesus. Somebody ought to take a shout break. Somebody ought to take a praise break. He's worthy of my praise. Worthy of the dance. Worthy of the run. Worthy of the jump. Worthy of a demonstration. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. I feel healing in the house right now. There's enough faith in the place for you to get a miracle tonight. If you will just respond with praise and say, God, I've come for one reason and one reason only, and that is to give you glory. Oh, clap your hands and give God some praise. Hallelujah. For the scripture would say, hast thou not known and hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, that the everlasting God, that the everlasting God, the Lord, he fainteth not, neither is weary, and there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that hath no might, he increases strength. Ah, hallelujah. Anybody thankful that when I get weak, that's when I'm strong? Oh, hallelujah. That when I'm feeble, that's when my faith goes up. Somebody ought to give God a shout of praise on a Wednesday. Ah, take the chains off me. Oh, take the straps off me. Take the burden off of me. I've come to worship the King of kings. Oh, he's been good to you better than you've been to yourself. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wave your hand at me if you feel him in the house tonight. Amen. The Lord is present to visit with his people. Amen, amen. And there's no place I'd rather be tonight but in the house of the Lord. Amen. This is a house of miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the place where we come and we get strength. Amen. This is the hospital where we get healing. Amen. This is the optometrist where we can see clearly. Hallelujah. This is where the great physician does his rounds and we get healed. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful for Jesus tonight? Amen. Anybody know his name? Come on, anybody know his name tonight? Oh, hallelujah. If you're leaning on that name, will you lift up your voice one more time and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for helping me. Amen. That sounds good. Why don't we just thank him? Thank you, Lord, for putting food on the table. Thank you for putting clothes in the closet, God. Thank you for putting a little gas in the gas tank, God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, thank you for running water. Thank you, God, for my job that I go to work to. Woo, there it is. Anybody thankful on a Wednesday night? Praise the Lord. Amen. 
Amen. I want to thank, amen, and these musicians for coming. Amen. Bible says, play skillfully unto the Lord. Praise God. I've been in a few places where they forgot the skillful part, but they played, amen. And we were still thankful, but it feels good when it's skillful. And, uh, amen, thank you. For, look at your brother, your sister next to you. Say, thank you for coming tonight. Amen. That's what it's about, fellowship. Praise God. I give honor to the man of God of this house. Amen. And his lovely wife. Amen. Wonderful friends of mine. And uh, Amen. There's a scripture in the Bible, Acts chapter 20, verse number 28. And the Holy Ghost says that, amen, this scripture is to shepherds of the flock. And he says that the Holy Ghost has given that shepherd oversight. Somebody say oversight. Yeah. Oversight. The Greek word is episkopos, where we get the word scope from. Amen. And uh, if you're from my neck of the woods, scope is a handy thing when it comes to elk season. Praise God. Everybody knows about scopes. Holy Ghost has given the man of God a scope. He's got God vision. Somebody say amen. And uh, I've learned to trust in the scope that God gives my pastor. And I've come to rely on that scope of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I'm thankful for the man of God in my life. You're thankful for the man of God in your life? Why don't we clap our hands? Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. So, so thankful. So thankful. Amen. It is Wednesday night. And uh, I've got a word from God. And I want to share that with us tonight. Amen. And uh, I commend this church. Worship, the exuberance, the fervor, the passion, the enthusiasm on a Wednesday night. It's a rare thing to see people shouting and running and dancing on a Wednesday night. I know feet hurt. I know backs hurt. I know heads hurt. But God is still worthy. You believe that? He's still worthy? Man. We're going to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, and verse number 9. And I want to say thank you for, amen, uh, just all of the blessings this week and the fellowship. And it's been wonderful. I apologize. My hairline is not as sharp as Brother Jonathan Thomas's, but, amen. I don't have a hairline anymore, praise God. Just got a cul-de-sac, praise the Lord. All of us can't be blessed like Brother Thomas, praise God. I used to be, I used to be. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 9, verse number 9. Amen, excited. For the Lord's portion, I just want you to see this. For the Lord's portion is his people. God's not looking at anybody else. God's not desiring anybody else. God is not, he's not imagining or longing for somebody else. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found Jacob in a desert land. Isn't that where he found us? And in the waste, howling wilderness. 
He led him about. He instructed him. And he kept him as the apple of his eye. Can I read that one more time? Amen. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in the desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. And he kept him as the apple of his eye. And so I want to preach tonight on this topic. Apple of my eye. Can we pray together tonight, ARC? God, in the name of Jesus, we need you tonight. God, I am but a man, and in me there dwelleth no good thing but you, God. We need you tonight desperately. We need you tonight, God. Hallelujah, we need you tonight, each and every one of us. Lord, will you raise the veil of eternity? And let us see where we are and let us see where we need to go. And let us get a hold of you tonight, God. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let hearts be open. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I... I might have shared this story here before, but it's such a fascinating story. It reminds me about God's love for us <clears throat> that I'd like to share it with someone maybe that hasn't heard it before. I believe it was uh, 2013. Uh, the place was Dublin, Ohio, and um, it was around the beginning of the school year. <clears throat> there were people getting ready, back to school parties in the neighborhood, and there was Houses that were getting food together and invitations had been sent out. Kids had already got their school supplies. And uh, parents were getting ready to uh, pack up the backpacks and everything that comes with the new school year. There was one, uh, one last gathering in this particular neighborhood. And uh, if you would have been there, you would have seen people uh, coming to the house with plates of food and platters of food and drinks and all types of uh, side dishes and bowls and aluminum foil and saran wrap and everything that comes with a good time. You would have pulled up, you would have seen the decorations and the lights, you would have heard maybe the small thud in the back, uh, in the back of the house, and speakers and, and tables set, and it was going to be a good time, fellowship and uh, just friends and family and just community. And, uh, and so the party was started and people began to have a good time. Ladies gathered together and begin to talk, and kids begin to run around and have a good time. And in the middle of this gathering, it was interrupted by a scream, a loud, blood-curdling scream. As people looked to their dismay and their horror as they saw a woman disheveled. Amen. Her face was wild. Her face was tear-stained. Uh, she was uh, in a place of horror. She was in a place of panic and trauma. Uh, screaming, my baby, please, somebody help my baby. Please, please, somebody. Uh, she began to pull on some of the patrons and the people of the community there. They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Has she uh, experienced something dreadful? Uh, has something happened to her personally? Calm down, ma'am. Please calm down. Turn the music down as people begin to gather around her. Please, somebody help my baby. Follow me, she says. And 
just a few doors down in the backyard, her two-year-old boy had somehow climbed through the opening of a septic tank and had fallen several feet down. In this opening, it was only about 11 and a half inches wide. Somehow he figured out someone left a, a latch unlocked and he fell into uh, the sewage of that septic tank. Um, it was several feet of sewage. He was drowning in the profuse and in the residue and the excrement of man. Uh, he was dying, literally dying by the second as people were panicked. And they were panic-stricken trying to help this little boy. Uh, someone get an extension cord out of desperation, trying anything to help this young boy. Hopefully a two-year-old boy through a miraculous uh, ingenuity somehow would grab this extension cord, but to their dismay, there was no miracle. Someone get a hanger, and as they begin to unbend and untwine that hanger, hopefully something would help, but nothing. The ambulance was called, the paramedics and the emergency was uh, quickly called, and so in the crowd, there was a woman by the name of Leah Williams who disappeared quickly. She ran several houses up. She burst through the back door, and she went to the back room, and there was her teenage daughter, amen, Madison, studying, getting ready for the year. She told her the situation. She looked at her petite frame of a teenager, and she knew exactly what was recommended of her. Can you help? And without hesitation, Madison jumps up. And she runs down. It's not long before she assesses the situation very quickly and very bravely. She puts her head and her upper torso into that dark dungeon and of death. And there she says, lower me in. Uh, they put her in. And she begins to put her hands down in the muck and in the, and in the refuse and in the garbage. See if she could feel this dying boy. All of a sudden, life sprung up in her mind when she got a grip of his hand. Lift me up, she says, as she's got a grip. And uh, through all of, the, through all of the, the hastiness, she loses her grip, gets another grip, pulls him again, but she jams her good arm in the, on the piece of a metal pipe, rendering it useless. One more time, she knows time is ticking out. She uh, puts her left hand in. She gets another grip, and she gets a death grip. She gets a grip with all of her might, and she says, lift me up one more time as she pulls this little boy covered in all of the filth of life and people begin to shout and people begin to celebrate and people begin to, to, to almost just become glee, gleeful, amen, as they looked at this boy. They begin to perform CPR upon him as he begin to cough and all of the junk begin to come out of him and that's when people knew that the boy was gonna survive. He began to blink, he began to turn his head and luckily he was alive, amen. What a wonderful story when you really begin to bring it home to your life and you look at the hopeless situation that you were in at one time. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse number 23, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Where would you be if that family member never submitted their life unto the hand of God? Where would we be if it had not been for the Lord? I'm asking somebody on a Wednesday night to say, God, if it hadn't been for you, I'd still be in the stain of sin tonight. If it hadn't been for you, God, some of us would be in the cemetery tonight. If it hadn't been for you, God, some of us would be in the crack house tonight. If it hadn't been for you, God, some of us would be on skid row tonight. If it hadn't been for you, God, 
God. I may be wandering around on these city streets uh, out of my mind, but it was God that pulled me out of the miry clay. It was God that pulled you out of all the muck, uh, that pulled you out of sin. And that's why we come to church on a Wednesday night and we begin to lift up our hands uh, and we begin to dance and say, thank you, Jesus, uh, for pulling me out of this wayward life. Uh, somebody clap your hands on a Wednesday night. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, and we could, we, could, we could go on for decades about what God has, what God has done for us. Amen. And when you begin to do the, the pathology work, you begin to do the genealogy, and you begin to do the research of, of where you would really be at if it wasn't for God. The only, the only solution, the only answer you can come up with is, God, you love me. What a profound statement. And when I mess up, God, you love me. Yeah. That when I'm not my most spiritual, God, you still love me. Hallelujah. God said, I love you so much that you are my portion. God said, I'm focused on you. God said, you are the apple of my eye. In a world of condemnation, oh, the devil loves condemnation, doesn't he? Make you feel like you don't pray good enough. Make you feel like you don't fast enough. Make you feel like you don't pray just right. Amen. That's called condemnation. And the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation. I want to I want to I want to tell you right now, Amen. When you when you leave the presence of God, Amen. You always leave better than what you came, Amen. Because that's God's love, that's God's power, Amen. That's God's acceptance, that's God's personality. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and say, God, I thank you. And God says, I love you, Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9 says, Amen, thou art God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments for a thousand generations. Amen, he said, I am the faithful God. Amen, the Hebrew word is amen, where we get the word amen from. It literally means I am the God that will hold you up like a father will hold up a child. I'm the God that you can count on. I'm the God that's going to walk with you when the waters get too high. I'm the God that when you fall, I'm the God that's going to pick you up. I'm the God when the waters come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I'm the God that said, I won't let you slip. I'm the God that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am the amen God. Amen. And I am your father and I am your protector and you are my responsibility. Amen. If they ask you why you go to church, it's because I serve the great amen. If they ask you why you dance and you shout, it's because of the great amen. And his name is Jesus. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord and give God praise. You may be seated. I, 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 man, I, I, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, you could talk about sports. You could talk about books. You could talk about education. You could talk about disease and health. 
at a restaurant. You could talk about a hundred subjects and, and the dishes will keep clinging and the silverware will keep thrashing and, and servers will keep serving. But when you start talking about Jesus, uh, I've seen the whole place stop because there's something about your Lord and Savior that gets the attention of man. Uh, oh, it's something so beautiful about Jesus. Uh, his love is beautiful. His mercy is beautiful. Even his judgment is beautiful. Amen. Everything about Jesus is beautiful, and there's nothing better to look at than Jesus. There's nothing else to focus on but Jesus. There's nothing worth talking about other than Jesus. And I, I've made it up in my mind that if, if I'm going to be the apple of his eye, I'm going to make God the apple of my eye. I feel some help today. Amen. If there's something about me that God sees that I may not even see just yet, and he said, it's so it's so beautiful that I'm going to make you the focus of my attention. Amen. I'm going to make God the focus of my attention. If, if there's something in me that God says, uh, you are the apple of my eye. I don't understand it. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Uh, and what is man that thou would visit? I don't understand what is it about you and me. But there's something special about you that God loves. Uh, and he said, you are the apple of mine eye. So it's only right that I make him the apple of my eye. Amen. Is it all right if I talk about Jesus? You know, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, you know, she said, great minds, great minds talk about ideas. She said, average minds talk about events. She said, but poor minds talk about people. I know it hurts, praise God. It stings a little bit. It's got a little bit of Clorox in it. But it is the truth. So I'd rather talk about Jesus than talk about anybody else. Man, Jesus said in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, he said, I am Alpha and Omega. That means God is your leader and he's got your back. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You know, because it's easy for the devil to make you feel vulnerable, make you feel, make you feel exposed, and make you feel weak. Amen, like you ain't got no protector. No, no, no. He said, I'm your leader and I got your back. That's the type of God we serve. God said, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you, praise God. Amen. He said, I won't leave you. He said, I won't forsake you. Revelation 1.8, I'm Alpha and Omega. He said, I'm the beginning and the ending. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's what he was saying. He said, that was me back there. When you want to know the name of God, you call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Woo. James 2.19 says, thou believest in one God, thou doest well. Woo. Not three, not two, not five. Thou believest in one God, thou doest well. Amen. For the devils also believe, and they tremble at that revelation. Oh, what a blessed revelation to just have your eye focused on one God and his name is one and his name is Jesus. 
while we get baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Praise God. We're just, we're just getting some snacks. Amen. We're just getting some snacks, getting some coffee. Man, filling up. Is this all right? He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the ending. Which was, that is, and that which is to come. You know what he was saying? I'm the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Woo, my hallelujah. John saw him in John chapter 1, verse 29, and he said, there he is, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. John said, I know exactly who that is. Uh, that's my Savior right there. That's my Redeemer right there. Watch this, watch this, watch this. If you go to John chapter 1, verse 29, the Bible says the next day, John seeing Jesus coming unto him. Stop. How do you see Jesus? Condemnation to have Jesus walking away from you. But when you get the right idea about his love, you will see Jesus always coming for you. You will see Jesus always coming in your direction. You will see Jesus always reaching after you. He said, you are the apple. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which was, that is, and that which is to come. And then he said, I am the Almighty. How do you like that? He said, I am the Almighty. Is that all right? I'll never forget one morning, I probably told this story here. I sat down, I was getting ready to eat me a nice bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, Brother Johnson. I mean, it was a holy thing going on, praise God. Devil couldn't stop me. Hallelujah. I had the I had the milk cold. Hallelujah. Said, this is my blessing. This is my season for grace, for favor. And right when I was about to take a bite, I heard a knock at the door. That ain't nobody but the devil. I go to open the door. And the man said, good morning, sir. Well, morning. It was good before I was interrupted. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that bold. Maybe you are. I'm just not. And uh, he said, uh, have, you, have you ever heard of Jehovah? I said, well, yes, I have. And he started going on. And I said, well, let me just stop you. I said, I think you and I see Jesus a little different. He said, well, how so? I said, I see Jesus as the one true God manifested in the flesh. He said, well, well, he said, well explain to me how Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. I said, well, let's go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And the Bible says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, gift. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. I said, you see right there, the mighty God. He said, it doesn't say almighty, though. I said, well, come to me to Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which was, that is, that which is to come. I am the almighty. I said, that's what he said. I didn't say it. He said, that's what he said. Yeah. 
I think we, I, I, I think sometimes you got to sit back and realize just how powerful the God is that you serve. Amen. He's not halfway, but he's the almighty God. And his name is Jesus Christ. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. You may be seated. Amen. I'm just preaching about Jesus. Because if we're not careful, we can forget that he's got all power. Matthew 28, 18, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, I am the almighty God. I am the almighty God. He took two Greek words, pos and crater, put them together. The Greek word almighty is pantocrator. It means I am the one with all force, all power, all might, and all dominion. All force, all might, all power, all dominion. All force, all power, all might, all dominion. All force, all power, all might, all dominion. All force, all power, all might, all dominion. And it's all in the name of Jesus. It's all in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout that name right now. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Amen. What else is there to focus on? That we get an opportunity to study him. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53. Is this all right? There's going to come a day. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9, the Bible says this, in being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. This got eternity wrapped up in it. He became the author of eternal salvation. Some, some, somebody say eternal. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9 says, he's going to judge those with eternal damnation. This thing is wrapped up with eternal damnation and eternal salvation. And oh, what a joy we get to focus on the greatest subject ever given to man, and his name is Jesus. What a privilege it is to gaze upon the revelation of who Jesus is, to learn about God. He said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. That's where we're living at today. People labor, they're heavy laden. Oppressed, depressed, demonic oppressed, all types of pressure, all types of financial pressure, all types of social and economic and political pressure. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn of me. Keep your eye upon me. Keep your focus upon me, and you will have your rest. So it only stands to reason if I take my eyes off of him, there's only unrest. And God said, it's a beautiful thing. I got my eyes on you, and you got your eyes on me. I got my eye on you. You keep your eyes on me. The world's going haywire, crazy, helter-skelter, 100 miles an hour, but I got my eye on him, and he's got his eyes on me. I got my eyes on him. He's the apple of my eye, and I'm the apple of his eye, and that's how you make it through the last day. You keep Jesus as the apple of your eye. You keep Jesus your main focus of study. You keep Jesus your passion. You keep Jesus 
number one in your life. I'm going somewhere, praise God. When you got your eye on Jesus, you got peace. You really do. Praise God. Is this all right? Amen. The Bible says, watch this. First John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, he said we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The word advocate in the Greek is parakletos. It's where we get the word comforter from. In fact, it's only used in the scripture four other times as the Holy Ghost comforter. He said, when you sin and when you fall, there's a Holy Ghost by the name of Jesus Christ. Even when you sin, keep him as the apple of your eye. Even when you mess up, keep your eye on Jesus. Even when you're not at your most spiritual, keep your eye on Jesus. He said in the parakletos, it literally means the one that comes right by your side. He comes to assist you. He comes to defend you. He comes to give you comfort. He comes to intercede for you. And that's the one that comes to help you. I've come to tell somebody, keep Jesus the apple of your eye. Keep Jesus as your focus and everything else iron on out. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord? How do you get bored with that? How do you get bored? He's an alpha and omega. Somebody say, man, you got anything else to talk about? I'll talk about something else when I've exhausted Jesus out of the Bible. Amen? This is amazing. That not only is he alpha and omega, not only is he my, my advocate, not only is he the almighty. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible tells you, watch this now, looking unto Jesus. The Greek word is aphora. It literally means, don't look at anything else. It literally means turn your head from everything else and focus on the thing that matters. Hallelujah. Stop looking at everything else. He said, look unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. Keep your eye on Jesus. Amen. Keep your focus on him. Keep your passion. Keep your dedication. Keep your devotion. Keep your worship. Can I get on the level? Keep your time frames. Keep your leisure time on Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Something amazing in the scripture, brother. That's a nice suit, by the way. Praise God. I know I've already told you that, but man, it's clean, brother. Hey, man, I lose some weight. I'll come looking for it. Praise God. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, who hath believed our report? Think about that. You know what he's really saying? Who's been in the word of God? Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm, watch this now, 
And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? What you've been reading and what you're looking at. Because God's got something for you to read and God's got something for you to look at. Watch, watch him now. Watch him now. He hath no form nor comeliness. Isaiah 53 verse 2. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we all, as it were, hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and rejected. There's no beauty. There's something about God that's compared to lust and pleasure of this world. Amen. That there's no beauty. He doesn't appeal to flesh. He doesn't appeal to the lust of the eye as if it were. Somebody say no beauty. Now watch this. If there's no beauty that we should desire him, watch David in the house of God. Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing I have a desire, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. I thought he wasn't beautiful. It all depends where you're looking at him from. If you're on the outside of the house, there ain't no beauty that you should desire him. But when you step into the dimension of the spiritual, when you step into the spiritual laboratory of those that only want to seek him, that only want to study the, the, the topic, and that's Jesus. When you step into the spiritual laboratory called the house of God, when you step into the ecosphere of the spirit, all of a sudden he stops being ugly and it becomes beautiful and it becomes the apple of my eye. That's why you're at church on a Wednesday night. Pray tell me how do 30,000 people go to a a football stadium to watch a pigskin? Shouting, dancing. Woo, that's my team. Team ain't won in 10 decades, praise God. Here we are on a Wednesday night, 50, 60 of us, maybe more, I don't know. What is it? It's because we see his beauty. We see something worth looking at. We see something that's worth giving our time to. We see something that's worth studying, brother. We see something worth getting an education about. We see something worth pursuing, and his name is Jesus Christ. And God, if you're going to have me as the apple of your eye, I just want you to know, God, you're going to be the apple of my eye. God, I'm going to spend my time on you. I'm going to spend my focus upon you. I'm going to spend my pursuit. Hallelujah, I'm almost done. I'm just setting us up right now. One thing have I I've had desired that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. You got to understand something. The house of the Lord in that scripture, in the Hebrew, the word is bayith. It means a prison or a palace. Because the house of God, watch this, the house of God, it's a palace for the spiritual man, but it's a prison for the carnal man. It's, it's a prison for the man that wants to go do whatever he wants to do and live however he wants to live and say whatever he wants to say. The house of God is a prison before the man that's got Jesus as the apple of his eye. Brother, this is the palace. Brother, this is the place I want to be. This is the laboratory. This is the university. This is the place I get to study the greatest subject. 
Praise God. And so David said, that I may inquire, inquire of the Lord all the days of my life. You understand that heathen kings in those days, what they would do is when they needed to find the will of God or when they wanted to get spiritual, they practiced a witchcraft, a sorcery, and they would find animals and they would determine, they would slice that animal open to determine if the organs of that animal were good, that means the decision and that their, that their good luck was going to come to pass. And if that animal had some decrepit, some cancerous, some tumors, some things going on on the inside of it, uh, well, then it was a bad omen. And so that's how, they, that's how they determine their spirituality. That's how they determine their future. And that's how they determine their walk with God. By finding flesh and dissecting flesh. And David used that same word that I may inquire of the Lord. It literally means to open up. And I'm going to dissect the Lord because I want to know what's on the mind of God. I want to know what's on the heart of God. I want to know the passion. I want to know the things uh, that stirs God up. I want to, I'm going to, you can, st well, hear me now. I'm about to preach uh, because you can spend your time dissecting everybody else's life. Yeah. Hypnotize yourself. Focus on everything else, and the greatest subject is right there, and his name is Jesus. But you can spend your time, here we go, you can spend your time dissecting everything else in this world, video after video, page after page, image after image, website after website, dissecting, 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 and the greatest topic and the greatest subject, amen, is right there, and his name is Jesus, and I've come to tell, well, hear me, I've come to tell you, you're coming upon a generation that is distracted by everything else. I got a message tonight. I got a message tonight. Who or what's going to be the apple of your eye? Because everywhere I go, the phone is the apple of everybody's eye. And the movies and the videos and the documentaries. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And backsliders and people. And I'm about to preach. Because there's things, you know what I'm saying? There's things going on on people's phone that ain't got no business going on in, a, in the hands of a child of God. Come on, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. There's people, there's people, I go places, man, I listen, people talk. Man, there's people that know more about celebrities than they know about Jesus. I'm going to preach tonight because I came too far not to preach. I'm going to tell you the truth. Don't, don't come to me talking about celebrities and movie stars. I promise you. Because I'll disconnect. I don't have time to be looking and dissecting everybody else's life. I'm trying to learn him. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I don't have time to be distracted. Hear me now. You know what? I had a dream last night. I had a dream last night, brother. And in the dream, I was walking with a cell phone. All of a sudden, the phone turned into a, a poisonous serpent. And I, I thought I could control it. I was trying to control the three-inch long fangs. I'm trying to control this, this serpent in my hand, trying to control this serpent. Amen. Until finally it was about to get my hand. I dropped it. And I ran, and the scripture hit me this morning. Amen. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 10, 14, My little children, dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. You call it what you want to call it. 
when God ceases to be the apple of your eye, idols. I was in church not too long ago. Not too long ago. We had a prayer line. Man, one after another coming up. What's your issue? What do you want God to hit? Depression. Next one came up, depression. Next one came up, depression. Next one came up, depression. And it hit me. The secular psychologist is saying that too much online activity increases depression. Too much imagery, brother. But we like our videos, and we like other people's business, and we like, we like nosing around in everybody else's business, and we like, oh, hours go by, hours go by, hours go by. I'm here to preach a message about something I'm passionate about. How can we spend hours on there? Give God 15 minutes. It's a convicting message. I know it is, but I got to preach what's on my heart. Everywhere I go, planes, trains, and automobiles, friend, airports, it don't matter. Glued to the screen, glued to the screen, glued to the screen. Young people, children, old folks, middle class, women, wives, husbands, glued to the screen. Go to the restaurant. Don't even talk to each other. Glued to the screen. And you got to make a decision. Who or what's going to be the apple of your eye? It's all right? Come on. There's dimensions that God wants to take this church to. But he said, man, they put God in the same room with Dagon. They woke up the next day, Dagon was on his face. Even Dagon said, man, I got to worship. Man, they try to set him up again, and that's exactly what happens. Preacher comes to town, preaching against devices, preaching against the imagery, preaching against idols. Man, and we go back, set him on up again. What am I supposed to do in my spare time? What am I supposed to do in my free time? He said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. Is there any reason why pornography has been on an increase in schools, in the workplace, and the perversion increasing? Because humanity can't put the, they can't put the apple down. What are we going to do in the last day? I pray to God when God comes back, I'm not stuck like this, brother. Hours upon hours. Hours upon hours. Amen. They even got terms for it. I promise you, this is psychology. This is this is this is approved. This is they got something called text neck. It's from bending over at your phone too long. You start getting cramps. I'm serious. My wife the other day complained about her neck. I said, that's text neck right there. She said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> is this all right? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. You got to face the facts. Jesus said, this generation, he said, they draw close to me with their lips, but their heart's far from me. And I understand this message ain't for everybody. But there's some folks in the house that said, God, whatever it takes for me to go deeper in you, that's what I'm willing to do. 
Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, God, whatever it takes for me to go deeper, that's what I want to do. Amen. Musicians, will you come? Praise God. I've come to tell you, God is looking for a generation that will put as much focus on him as he has on them. I'm telling you, I, you know, and I, it, this ain't always comfortable for me to preach because I know, I know what's going on. I know, I know how it is, but I'm going to tell you something. For this people in the house right now, if you will just put the phone down for three months, God can talk to you the way he wants to talk to you. There's callings in this house. There's anointings in this house. There's gifts of the spirit that God wants to use. But God said, there's too much going on. There's too much static. There's too much frequency. You've got to have a place of silence. Amen. This is the thing that amazes me. I'm going to start to say I'm sorry, but I'm really not, man. Because this ain't the first time I preach it. I've been preaching this. Because this got people tore up. Tell me, how can, how can you go look at 300, if you're a woman, how can you look at 300 women that have been airbrushed, that have been manipulated to look the best, and then you look at yourself in the mirror, and the first word, first words you get is, I'm ugly. That's the deception of this world. That's what I'm talking about. It's going all the way back to the tree, brother. I'm hearing, I'm hearing people listening to podcasts, amen, where there's curse words and all types of filth. The dude hosting the, the podcast don't even believe in God. He hates Christians. Here we go listening to him. I've heard his name in several different churches. I read one article about this guy. I'm like, this is the guy that everybody's following? It's just good old-fashioned preaching, I guess. It ain't pretty, but... I read somewhere in the book of Acts, the Bible says that the Lord forbid Paul to go preach the gospel in an area. He forbade him. The Bible specifically says, King James Version, the Holy Ghost forbid them to go. If the Holy Ghost is forbidding preachers to go preach, don't you think the Holy Ghost is forbidding people to go certain places on the phone? Well, I, I use it for this, and I use it for that, and the kids need this, and the kids need that. Friend, you better get a conviction. Who's going to be the apple of your eye? Is it going to be everything else? Or are you going to get your eyes on Jesus? And the Bible says, abstain from fleshly lust that war against the soul. It's time for the apostolic church. It's time for the children of God. Put the videos down. Put the documentaries down. Put the movies down. Put all the, get, get the imagery down. Get your eye on Jesus. And you'll get what you're looking for. Amen. Stand to our feet. I don't know how you feel. But I, this is not comfortable for me to preach. Because I understand the popularity of it. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is what God gave me. There's people in here, you can't handle the internet. You, you can't handle it. Can't handle it. Because you do good for a, long, for a little while and, and there it is. 
back in the same snake pit. You do good for a while. There it is, back in the same junk. Hypnotized. Hypnotized. What is it? How is it? How is it something can, can keep me plugged in for hours upon hours? That's hypnotism. That's hypnotism. It's self-hypnotism. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. Anytime I'm on it so long, I fall asleep and it pops me in the face. You on it too long. Everybody's done that. I've done it. Everybody's done that. You're like, oh, man, okay. That's the Lord. Like, go to sleep. Like, all right, I'm going to sleep, Lord. I'm going to sleep. All right, all right. Amen. I'm glad you laughed because it was getting heavy in here. Praise God. But all, all, all jokes set aside, we, we just, every once in a while, somebody's got to come through town. Says, put it down. Time for a season of prayer. And, I, and, I'm, and I'll tell you why God gave me this message. Because uh, when I was here, la- here last night, or yeah, Monday night, I was here for prayer. And then God gave me a vision of this church. God told me he's going to do miracles in this house. Amen. God, there's revivals coming. It's here, but it's going to keep coming. God's going to do miracles in this house. You watch. But if God's going to give us what we want, we got to give God what he wants. And God said, I want devotion. I want dedication. I want consecration. Hallelujah. God said, I just want consecration. Hallelujah. And so the Lord is, I feel the Lord is here to help us. Amen. And if we just make it up in our mind, God, I don't know how, some way. I'm not asking you to make God any promises, but if you just got a desire in your heart, say, God, I just want to consecrate my life unto you. I want you to come and pray for just a little while. Say, God, Lord, you've got me as the apple of your eye, and I'm just, I'm here, Lord, to let you know that I've got a desire to go deeper. I've got a desire to consecrate. Come on, what are you saying? Can we come and pray unto the Lord and say, God, I... Whatever you want from me, whatever you desire from me, I want to go further. I want to go higher with you, God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I know it's a heavy message, but come on. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. He said, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you will be my sons and my daughters. Come on, why don't we reach for him on a Wednesday night as they begin to sing. I want you to lift up your voice and say, God, it's going to take the spirit of God to take me to the places I desire to go. But I'm going to do it, God, by the grace and by the power and by the strength of the Lord. Come on, as we sing right now, lift up your voice and begin to pray and reach out to the Holy Ghost and say, God, I want a closer walk with you. For you are the apple of my eye. You are my focus. Come on, this is beautiful. Come on, this is beautiful right here. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody's reaching for him. Somebody's reaching for the Lord right now.
So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss And my heart turns violently inside of my chest Oh, I don't have time to maintain these regrets When I think about the way He loves us grace is an ocean 
inside my mind. Just know I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way. Come on, there's a second wave of the Holy Ghost going right now. Come on, we just entered into a second dimension right now. Come on, that's it. There's something special here for the children and for the people of God right now. Come on, that's it. God loves you. God's helping you. God's blessing you. Come on. Your blessings in this. Come on, there's blessings in this. Come on, that's it. Reach after him.
Hallelujah, come on. There's something in the atmosphere right now. Come on, the hand of God is upon this church. The love of God is upon this church. More of you, more of you, God. I must decrease and you must increase. I must decrease. You love him. No condemnation. No condemnation. Woo! No condemnation. No condemnation. Woo! There it is. There's something here right now. Come on. There's a wave of the Holy Ghost. There's blessings here tonight. Hallelujah. Will you find somebody to pray with right now? Will you link up with somebody? Pray one for another. Hallelujah. Pray for them. Prophesy over them. Strengthen them. Ask God to bless them. Ask God to strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Grab their hand. Lay your hand on them. Pray for them. Intercede for them. God, give them strength and blessing. Ooh, there it is. God's blessing minds right now. God's going to start giving dreams and visions. Yes. Yes. He's going to give you anointing, brother. He's going to give you anointing to do the job. Woo! Come on, that's it. That's it. Fight one for another. That's it. Come on, love him. Give him glory. No place I'd rather be. Hallelujah, Jesus. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love. Here in your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. 
no place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul
church. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. So we are his portion. by the grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean we're all sinking so heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest no I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about Stand to he your feet. Listen to the lyrics of this song. He loves us tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you let it sink down in your soul? Hallelujah. Yes, he does. Come on, sing it unto the Lord. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for speaking to us, Lord, that we may make room for you. Oh, there's great miracles and revival in this house. Oh, there's great revival coming, great miracles coming into this house. Because you have made room for the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Will you lift up your hand if you feel loved by God right now? I don't want anybody leaving with condemnation. But because you have made room for the Lord in this house, there's going to be miracles in this place. The more we make room for him, the more God will manifest his power. Hallelujah. God, I pray over ARC, let there be miracles and blessings. God, let there be financial blessings and let there be many miracles and things and doors open. Let it come from the east and the west and north and the south. Let there be souls baptized and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost in this place. God, let there be healing miracles. And let there be things that are awesome to the minds of people. 
to know, God, that your name and your banner is upon this church and that the hand of the Lord and that this is the house of God in Carson City, in this region. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that you go with each and every family tonight, your sons and your daughters. God, let us go forth and bring in the harvest. Let us go with joy. Let us go with leaping. Let us go in the joy of the Lord. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord one more time? Amen. Enjoy the presence of the Lord as you dismiss in Jesus' name. Shake hands with somebody before you leave. Amen. Such a renewing presence of the Lord is in the house. God bless you in Jesus' name.